0: Let's pray. Lord Jesus, nothing compares the promise that we have in you. You are the ultimate servant. Because of your service, we're here today. The ultimate service that you went to a cross to die for our sins and you rose again that we might have forgiveness and eternal life. You show us the example of what it means to be a servant. Help us this day to grow in our ability to walk more in your footsteps be better servants. We pray it's in your name. Amen. We have been doing a sermon series focusing on vision, our mission statement, leading people to follow Jesus, and there's um, three key words, discover, develop, and declare. And today we're focusing on the declare word. And I've given to you, in your, in fact, in your worship bulletin, if you take it out, there's a piece of paper, top of it says leading people to follow Jesus, it's got um, some color on it, and I'm giving this to you not to throw away. I'm giving it to you to take with you, um, to put it in your Bible, put it on your refrigerator, to maybe frame it, put it somewhere um, in your house. I've got a, a copy on my, door, my office right on my door there. i got one at home as well. Because I think this, what we have here is a map, a map kind of laying out what we're trying to do in the individual lives of the people of our congregation. And that's what this vision series is about. It's not about, you know, buildings or new ministries per se. It's about us as people growing in lives of worship, growing in lives of Bible study, growing in lives of serving. Why? Because of what Jesus calls upon us to do. And so for we as a congregation, the win is that we become, what I'm going to say, declare Christians. What does that mean? To give you an example, for example, in our lives of worship. We first become a Christian, we discover worship. Okay, We're just getting going. We're learning a little bit about it. As we grow in our faith, we develop in a deeper life of worship. But ultimately, when we get really strong in faith, we are in the declare mode of worship. And what that means is we are not only worshiping on a Sunday morning, we're worshiping with our lives. And everything in life is an act of worship and praise to God. And so with that being said, um, I want us to focus on the declare section at the bottom of that page. For each of these seven areas under the three main areas. Um, subheadings the first one is an area of worship from 1 Corinthians 11 for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes John 4 24 God is spirit and his worshippers must worship in spirit and in truth in Psalm 34 I will extol the Lord at all times his praise will always be on my lips what's that saying it's giving us direction on what it means to worship not only like we are collectively right now but to live lives of worship each and every day. The other part of worship is prayer. 1 Thessalonians 5, Pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. James five sixteen: The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. In Matthew 26, Jesus prayed, My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. That What? Are we meant to be involved with as far as a prayer life? That our life is an ongoing conversation with God. Not just on a Sunday morning, but all week long, we are talking to God. And we're listening for his spirit to direct us and guide us um, through the direction of his word. We should be embracing all parts of our lives. And then in Malachi chapter 3, a section on giving. Giving is also an act of worship. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. In 2 Corinthians 9, you'll be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And so the... Realization that everything I have comes from God. He's given me everything. I'm a steward of what ultimately belongs to Him, and I want to return back to Him according to what the Bible says. As far as I don't, refer, it's not really giving as much as returning back what already is His. Bible study Hebrews 5: Anyone who lives on milk is still an infant, but solid food is for the mature. Who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Therefore, let us leave the elementary teachings about Christ and go on to maturity. In Philippians 1. and This is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best. That as we become more mature in in not just discovering God's Word, not just developing, but declaring His Word, what that means is, is we are in His Word. We're desiring to live out His Word each and every day. His Word is becoming a part of who we are. In fact, we're even finding ourselves thinking scripturally. Fellowship groups. Every day they continue to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. And in Romans 15, we who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak. Each of us should please his neighbor for his good to build him up. We all need fellowship groups. Our church has over 1,400 people. And there's no way you can get to know all those people. But within that large group, for us to find a small group people that we can connect with, people that will hold us accountable and we hold them accountable to growing in their relationship with Jesus Christ. We're not meant to go through life alone. So that focuses on Bible study. And today, the main focus is going to be on serving. Romans 12. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Holy and pleasing to God, this is your spiritual act of worship. In Hebrews 10. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Galatians 6, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you'll fulfill the law of Christ. We are called upon to be servants for Jesus Christ. Not just through the church, but out in the community. Our life is meant to be an act of serving God in all the things that we do. And finally, with witness. Matthew 28 has read that section to you um, from the gospel reading for today. And Mark 13 Do not worry beforehand what to say. Just say whatever is given at the time, for it is not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. This is so true. Now, sometimes we're afraid of the word witness. We're all called to be witnesses, but I want you to think of witnessing more in terms of serving. That for us to even have the opportunity to share the gospel with people, it's essential that we serve people. You know, you think about the example of Jesus. When he walked on this planet, what did he do? Did he just preach to people? So often before he would talk, he fed them. He cast out demons. He healed the sick. He served people. He served them. So often before, he would share the message with them. And so it is so true in our lives today. We're living in a day and age where a lot of people are dropping away from churches. Okay? The world's becoming more secular. And so we sit back and just wait for people to walk through our doors. It doesn't happen that much anymore, compared to the way it used to be. God calls upon us, and Jesus has shown us an example of going out into the world and serving people. Yes, we have a lot of things we do through a church, as our church. and We serve our community and our world in various ways. But I believe that God has even greater plans for us. He has plans for each of us individually. He's given us special spiritual gifts, given us our own mission. The question is, are we fulfilling it? And then collectively as we come together as the body of Christ, amazing things happen as we work together even better. And I look around the sanctuary right now and I see a lot of faces of people that have done some amazing um, types of service, not just necessarily in the church, but even in the community. And I've never had anybody ever come to me and say, you know what? I wish I wouldn't serve God like that. I never heard people say that. What I hear from people who serve the Lord Jesus Christ is how much they love it and how much they can't wait to keep doing it each and every day. That's what God calls upon us to do. You know, for me as a um, pastor at the seminary, I learned a lot about theology, but I didn't learn a lot about leadership. And so I have spent many hours um, reading books on leadership, and what I've learned about the books I read on leadership, the ones that work are the ones that have Christian principles. I've also talked a lot to different leaders in our church, people that I've met over the years, and I've learned amazing things. And one of the people um, in this congregation I've learned a lot from, um, Tom Englert. I'm going to ask him to come forward right now. And and Tom Englert um, has been a lifelong Missouri Synod Lutheran. In fact, he and his wife Cindy were married by Dr. Paul Meyer out of Michigan. Maybe a lot of you have heard about him and and Tom has been a part of our church for, for a number of years, and, and um, I want to interview Tom and to learn about um, what God has been doing in his life. And first of all, Tom to share maybe how long you've been a part of Shepherd of the Desert and the types of roles you've, you've served here at, at Shepherd.:
1: Cindy and I uh, and our family joined Shepherd of the Desert in 1991 when we moved back to Phoenix from Colorado. And uh, I've been involved with a number of financial committees over the years. I was president of the congregation. And uh, Pastor Rosenow mentioned to me last Sunday as I was walking out of church, he said, Tom, thank you for being part of that group that called me to this church 20 years ago. So we've had a rich history and a wonderful history with Shepherd of the Desert.
0: Now, you've had an amazing um, career with um, Discount Tire. And can you share a little bit about you know, how many years you um, were involved with Discount Tire and the types of roles that you had within that company?
1: Well, first of all, I say I'm old. <laughs> because I've spent forty years of my life with Discount Tire and I started in Kalamazoo, Michigan and as an assistant store manager and I became a manager there. I moved out here uh, with my family in 1981 to be an assistant vice president of our retail store operations in Arizona. Uh, I then went to California, opened our first stores in California. You can rapidly see I can't seem to keep a job, can I? And from there, I went to Colorado, became vice president of all of our stores in Colorado and helped them grow, and, and then I came back here in 1991 when, in fact, we joined Shepherd of the Desert and uh, became senior vice president of all of our store operations around the United States, uh, did that for about 10 years, and then was asked to be in charge and uh, coordinate our whole supply chain across the United States, and, and about 11 years ago, I became CEO, and so, for over 10 years, I was chief executive officer of the organization, and we are, by the way, the largest tire retailer in the world. Uh, we have over 900 stores and still rapidly growing. We're in 30 states. We have uh, almost 19,000 employees. So that's my life with a uh, with a company, and it's, it was an amazing career. And last April, I just thought it was probably time, after 40 years, to pass that torch to a new CEO who I 'd worked with, and and so now i'm able to do a few more things that time didn't allow before part of which is has something to do with the shepherd of the desert
0: thank you tom you know so discount tire has you know seen incredible growth over the years one of the fastest growing companies probably in our country maybe the world and um, what would you attribute the success of discount tire to
1: well as i said in an earlier service not me <laughs> we have 18,000, almost 19,000 fabulous employees that are focused on doing the right thing for you every single day. And I hope most of you are customers. And I, I told Pastor I didn't want this to be commercial, but it almost works out that way at times. <laughs> but the reason that we've grown so strongly is we are a company that was founded and continues to be lived with. Christian values we do what's right every day for you and for our employees we have great integrity we're honest in what we do we go above and beyond anything that any business would ever do for a consumer that I've ever seen and I'm very well versed in many many businesses around the country and around the world but I think most of all you know we're able to do what God expects us to do And that's to do the right thing. You know that expression of integrity, do what's right when nobody's looking? We've done that for the past 56 years. And I believe we have become an amazingly successful company because we are living by those directions that God has given us. And as a leader, and I can't be a Pastor John. That's not what I did for a living. But as a leader... One of the things that I tried to do every day is to listen very carefully to God and to listen to his direction because oftentimes people look at me and and say, Tom, my gosh, what an amazing, successful career you've had and person you are. And I so humbly look back at them and say, I really had nothing to do with it. I was the recipient of God's graces. And I use those skills, and I use those tools and abilities that he gave me to the best of my ability to serve the people in the store, within a region, the entire company. And that, I think, is what God expects. So I think every day we must do in our own places of business or homes or work those expectations that God has so clearly given us.
0: You know, so I see, you know, if you're listening carefully here, for a lot, a lot of us at work, you know, maybe you have jobs out there, you work for a company, maybe you have your own business, that what works in life is the Bible, okay, in all situations, in all aspects of life. You want to have a successful career? Follow scriptural principles. Um, like Tom mentioned, this is not a commercial. We're not telling you what, kind of, what tires to buy here, um, but i got to tell you a story for myself. I actually buy my tires at discount, and the reason being Years ago, I had a, a flat tire, and I heard that Discount Tire would fix my tire for free. I thought I'd check that out, and they did. They fixed my tire for free, and I thought, wow, that was really a nice thing, so when I needed tires later, I went back and I actually just in comparison, I realized that their prices are are really good, and I've been a but uh, buying my tires ever since, and my kids are now as, as well. And I think a lot of that's because of the aspect of how the company serves. And so there's a lot of tie-ins between um, I see the discount tire and how we as a church are meant to operate as well. So any thoughts as far as, as um, other highlights you want to talk about w- with your career and how maybe it ties into between you know, what you experience and what the church role is meant to be?
1: Well, we talk a lot about servant leadership, within our company. Our job as a company is to serve you. To do all those things that are right and appropriate and good and kind when you come and visit our stores. So our people think about you as that person to serve. The leadership of our company looks at all of our employees as people to serve. I always looked at myself as a CEO as a servant of those people that count on me to make really thoughtful decisions because the lives of 18,000 employees and wives and children and moms and dads and all the people that they support, that's critically important. I have to be thoughtful about decisions that I make because it impacts potentially 50 or 75 or 100,000 people. So it's doing the right thing. It's doing what God expects us to do. And that corollary between business, profession, the church, our relationship with God, I think ties completely together. Again, I was lucky enough to work my entire career in a company where my actions and my behavior and my morals outside of work were the same when I walked through our stores, our regional offices, or our corporate office. Life can't be any better than that. Most people don't have it that lucky. Most people have to act differently at work than they do in their personal lives, and I think what we wanted to create within our organization, just as we fix free flats for all of our customers, and by the way, we, did, we do millions of those a year, that's to be to do something nice for you that's to serve you that's to be kind to you and then as Pastor John said we would like you then to become a customer for life and not only that we want your children to be our customers and your grandchildren and your great grandchildren just as I think God wants us to be Christians for life I think there's very little difference there
0: Pastor Tom thanks so much for sharing You see how, you know, the, the Word of God works in all aspects of life, including the business world. And, and I was thinking about the whole concept of, um, you know, a tire that's broken. And I was thinking about the world. that out there, there's all kinds of people that their lives are, they're broken and they're hurting. And we're called upon as God's church to find these people, to help them, to help fix the broken tires of life. And so often when that happens, then we have an opportunity to share with them the most important thing of all, that's the love of Jesus Christ. And maybe sometimes we're thinking, I don't know what to say. Don't worry about that. Just serve and wait for the Holy Spirit to give you the right words to say at the right time. I think the key for our growth as a church in the future is in direct correlation to the amount that we serve out there in the community. Yes, it's important what we do internally as a church, and there's a lot of great things happening, but I think that God wants us to even have our eyes even more focused outward in our community and our world. To kind of bring this together right now, I'm going to sh- I'm show you a video. You see, a lot of you have seen this one before, but um, I have to use it again because I really feel it kind of ties this all together. So please watch this video and try to decide in your heart what God is saying to you um, through this video.
1: Every time I'm pulling out, he's right there, man. And someone needs to talk to his parents if they're ever at home. What is up with the traffic today? It's always every day. This intersection's always crowded. I hate pulling out of here. I need some of these dumb roads. Oh, there's. Oh. <laughs> okay, so I'm not even here, right? Great lady. The princess of parking. Oh, sure. Take the spot. Way to be considerate. Oh, you kidding me? Unbelievable. Oh. Thank you, ma'am. About time. Let's see, what do I want? Uh, Yeah, could I add a cookie to that order? Yeah, no problem. Yeah, uh, no problem, only guy in the world. I'm sure you need your cookie. The world. Your oyster, and he's serving yeah. our cookies. Thank sir. you so much.
0: Uh huh. What can I get for you? Uh,
1: yeah, a all. Decaf macchiato. Yeah, sure, no problem. Two three eighty five. And uh, it might take a few minutes here. We've got quite a line, obviously. And thanks for your patience. Great. Yeah, <laughs> great. Great for me. Waiting again. Unbelievable.
0: What? What
1: is? What is that?
0: What in the world?
1: What? What am I supposed to do? How can I? How can I do anything about that? Can I even help with that? I don't. Your copy, sir. Oh. I can't. I can't take this anymore. I got to get out of here.
0: Hey, watch. It.
1: Buddy, come here..
0: Do you get it? We're about to head out in the world. There's a lot of hurting people out there. It'd be great to have glasses like that, but it'd probably be very overwhelming. But I want to encourage us, you know, in the midst of all the challenge in this world to, to find a slice that's our slice. Maybe a person that God has put in your life is struggling, someone that um, you should be walking alongside of, helping them through whatever they're going through. And our lives get so busy, and so often they're getting busy with things that really aren't that important. But what is most important is is what we do in the name of Jesus Christ, the serving that we do. Not just here at a, on a Sunday morning. You see, when we leave here, the service continues to go out in the world, to, to open our eyes to the hurt that is out there. And that's what Jesus did. That's, he went out in the world, and he, he went to those that were struggling. He went and pursued them. He's calling upon us to do the same. So who are some people or an individual that God has put in your mind right now, in your life? And what are you going to do when you leave here today? Because if every one of us, maybe it's just one person, if every one of us had just one person we walk alongside, then, then the Lord opens the opportunity for us to share the gospel. And every one of us could bring one other person to be a part of our family here. Just imagine how that chain reaction could keep on going. You now, Jesus said, The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. He's the ultimate servant. And he gave his life that we can live forever. You know, the Apostle Paul, when he writes his letters, wrote his letters, he would say, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus. And the Greek word for servant is the word doulas. What he really was saying, I, Paul, am a bond slave to Jesus Christ. And in the word bond slave, the word doulas, it means somebody who voluntarily gives their life to their master for the rest of their life. Voluntarily turning themselves over to their master. That's what we're called to do. To turn ourselves over to Jesus and say, here I am. I'm ready to serve. Show me what to do. And my prayer is that we will do that on a much greater level than ever in the past. And in doing so, not only are we going to be blessed, but the people around us are going to be blessed more. And God will be glorified. So I thank him for the great things that are happening in our church and around us. But I know that God has even greater plans as we go forward. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, Thank you for showing us example of what it means to serve. And we exist to lead people to follow you, but Lord's got to start with each of us individually first. We follow you through active lives of worship, active lives of being in your word and, and living out your word by acts of service and living a life of service. Lord, help us to get it. Help us to open our eyes to the hurt in this world. Help us to be even better ambassadors for you. We praise in your name. Amen. This time the offering will be received. If you please, I'm um, signed to registers in each of your rows at this time as well.